This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets uh, put in a decent week again this week. Clayton Pope, Commodities President. Clayton Pope says weather continues to drive this grain market. Beans up, what, 2.7%. Uh, corn's up 2.2%. I mean, this uh, nonstop action, it's amazing. He just uh, hasn't let the bears out, uh, the shorts out at all here. It's, uh, you haven't seen a moonshot like this in, in decades, really. Bauer Trading Market Analyst Ben Cash is watching the weather forecast. Excessive heat being the big concern. The heat in the western air growing regions uh, really uh, took a toll on the crop over the, this past week. Um, and then, like I said, we just got into an oversold condition and uh, starting to see some more buying in here. And uh, if we're looking at uh, weather out ahead, there may be some heat coming back in August. Uh, that trade's starting to, to watch here. Um, and then also, uh, we are seeing some rains down in the southern Midwest right now, but some of that crop has been hurt quite a bit. Uh, rain's coming a little bit too late for some of those areas, possibly. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says a lack of rain on the radar has shaped the soybean market. And so there's some problematic things you're looking at on the radar for the future and what that could mean to crop development. But along with that, you also have the technical side of things looking very nice for soybeans. So uh, we kind of tried to put in that second bottom, couldn't do it, put in a third bottom. And there's something called positive divergence when you look at a chart. And that's when you make a new low, but you don't have as much interest in that new low. And that's what we saw is that the market did, in fact, print that. Um, but there weren't as many sellers at that time frame as there was their previous low. And that just shows you that the momentum's not there. The, the bear is getting a little bit tired. Well, as expected, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by three-quarters of 1% following its July board meeting. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson thinks traders had that rate hike built into the market. Outside markets, uh, we're kind of anticipating that, to say the least. So the NASDAQ market's up 300 points, the Dow's up 96 points, S&P's up 52 points, and the uh, 30-year treasuries are up a half a point. So very muted uh, response to the Fed raising rates, uh, as was widely expected. And energy market's pretty strong. Crude's up 2 bucks, uh, products up 10 to $0.11. Cents. And the muted response may have been relief that that interest rate hike was not bigger. The bond market looks to me like, you know, they think, you know, the worst of the rate fears are in the market. Because if you look at the 30-year bonds, they've got a big head and shoulders bottom in it. And, uh, you know, he might be done raising rates in August or hopefully certainly by the end of the year. Progressive Ag Marketing Market Analyst Brian Strauman said the livestock market reacting to the action in the corn market. This morning we saw some red ink in the live cattle, feeder cattle, but uh, firmed up. Uh, the, the feeders especially turned around. I think we've had a three, three and a half dollar swing in that market today from uh, low to high here. But, uh, you know, the corn market this morning that was up, certainly adding some pressure to the, the feeders. We were lower yesterday and some follow through selling, uh, but that corn market came off its highs and, and uh, the feeders uh, again found some buying interest. Uh, the strength in the cash and, and good demand uh, continue to support that market. Uh, live cattle slightly higher again the, the cash market was down this week uh, and we have adequate short-term supplies but uh, better exports certainly offer support and that's a look at markets this week in agriculture i'm randy conan the north dakota mill has been producing northern grown spring wheat and durham flour since 1922
The mill now adds value to more than 30 million bushels per year. North Dakota mill employees take pride in the highest quality spring wheat and durum wheat products for the baking and pasta industries. Look for Dakota-made flour in 5, 10, and 25-pound packages, as well as pancake and bread machine mixes. Spring wheat and durum flour, superior quality, is what separates the North Dakota mill from the competition. Network, learn, grow. That's the theme for the 2022 edition of FarmFest, located on the Gilfillan Estate near Redwood Falls, Minnesota. The Red River Farm Network is providing broadcast coverage from FarmFest, visiting with newsmakers, farm leaders, and company representatives. The Red River Farm Network coverage from FarmFest, sponsored by the Minnesota Corn Growers Association, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Minnesota Farm Bureau, Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, and the Minnesota Farmers Union. With a look at this weekend news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. As expected, the Federal Reserve approved another 75 basis point interest rate increase. This is the fourth consecutive interest rate increase since March. The next meeting for the Fed will be in September. The Farm Service Agency will indefinitely extend the deadline for farmers to return the pre-filled applications for Phase 1 of the Emergency Relief Program. USDA says a new deadline will be announced after the last Phase 1 applications are mailed. FSA is starting to mail out the pre-filled, non-insured crop disaster assistance program applications. The farmers who do not have crop insurance or NAP may have coverage in the second phase of ERP. USDA's Farm Service Agency is also fixing an issue from the first phase of the emergency relief program. Farmers with 2020 prevent plant claims may have had losses excluded from those pre-filled applications. The FSA will issue corrected applications to those impacted farmers in August. North Dakota Senator John Hoven has more details. For farmers who had excess moisture in crop year 20, if that got reported in calendar 19, they still participate in the program. So very important fix for our farmers. We're still working on another glitch, which is the AGI, uh, making progress, but more to do on that one. Provincial agriculture ministers are pushing back on Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's goal to reach net zero emissions by 2030. The Trudeau plan includes a 30% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions from fertilizer applications. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt says this is an arbitrary goal. Manitoba Ag Minister Derek Johnson supports a reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, but wants the federal government to recognize the improvements already made by Canadian farmers. Turkey's President Zelensky expects Russia and Ukraine to live up to the terms of the deal signed last week and resume grain exports out of the three Ukrainian ports. The grain export agreement between Russia, Ukraine, Turkey and the United Nations still in effect after some bombings have happened in ports. NDSU Extension crops marketing economist Frayn Olsen says there are still likely going to be delays in the implementation of this deal. Because the major port uh, location in Ukraine, uh, Odessa and, and Mykolov are the two that we're really focusing on right now because those have the largest capacity to handle grain and grain products. And, and again, Odessa being the much larger of the two. So we have the, 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 the actual port facilities in the bays have been mined by both the Russians as well as the Ukrainians. So we do have to, there has to be some clearing of the mines for a pathway 
be able to get the vessels in and out. Um, some of the ocean-going companies that own the vessels as well as the insurance companies that insure those vessels are still very nervous about sending some of their equipment into those regions. The logjam is broken for the White House Economic and Climate Agenda with West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin giving the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 his support. The Russell Group President Randy Russell says the development is shocking. The bill includes $20 billion to support climate-friendly farming practices, which will increase baseline funding for the next farm bill. Crop insurance, disaster aid, and continuing the dairy margin coverage program are on the minds of Minnesota farmers as work begins on the 2023 farm bill. During Monday's field hearing in Northfield, Minnesota, Minnesota Soybean Growers Association President Bob Worth asked if lawmakers would not tie any conservation efforts to the crop insurance title. Let it stand alone. We all know the importance of conservation. We all know the importance of crop insurance. We all know the importance of the Title I Farm Bill. So let's just keep it all separate and, and move forward with that. Be sure to check out the live stream and more coverage at rrfn.com. That's a look at this week in news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services is hosting its Customer Appreciation Supper Tuesday, August 2nd at the CHS Ag Services Seed Warehouse in Warren. It's a night of great food and a chance to connect with your friends and neighbors. Bring the whole family. It's the CHS Ag Services Customer Appreciation Supper Tuesday, starting at 5.30 in Warren. CHS Ag Services with 20 locations in northwest Minnesota and northeast North Dakota. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Providing play-by-play for the business of agriculture, the Red River Farm Network. Is urging the group of 20 nations to address food insecurity. Also speaking at today's NDSU Extension Weed Plot Tour was NDSU Weed Scientist. The program is for farmers and ranchers who suffered livestock or feed losses. There are possible storm clusters, too, bringing rain to areas of the country. Markets, weather, farm policy. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear it on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Mild temperatures are giving way to 90s and even a few low 100s beginning this weekend across the northern plains. World Weather Incorporated says the northern and central plains as well as the western Corn Belt will experience the hottest conditions mid to late next week. Crop stress is expected since soil conditions are quite dry in most areas of the northern plains and the dryness quickly expanding across the northern plains. World weather meteorologist Drew Lerner says the region will have a chance for from scattered rains over the next 10 days, but those amounts will be minimal. Lerner believes crops will face additional stress from next week's heat wave. With the exception of Roberts, Duell, and Brookings counties in South Dakota, the majority of eastern South Dakota is not showing any dryness. The exceptionally wet conditions are the reason. South Dakota State University state climatologist Laura Edwards says conditions are starting to change, however. That area has uh, been actually pretty dry, but there's really nothing to show yet on the drought monitor in that region as, you know, we, we have been so wet. There's been a lot of prevent plant acres, and I think at this point, you know, the dryness really is kind of a welcome sight as compared to the exceptionally wet conditions we had earlier this year. We have other areas of the state, though, that are also, that have also been drying down, including the western part of the state and the south central and southeast. And so we have seen um, some gradual step-down or worsening conditions on the U.S. drought monitor in those other regions. 
with the next week or two expected to be warmer and drier. Edwards says drought has the potential to expand and develop across the state. It's been a variable year, though, for drought. In regards to the drought this year, cur- currently, is that's really very local, very spotty. Uh, which is a challenge for the drought monitor to show on a national map. The local variability is really, really exceptional this year. And so it's been a challenge really to capture kind of the general trends for each year or each location, I should say. And uh, so, so just keep note of that on the drought monitor. And in Minnesota, abnormally dry conditions are expanding northward along the eastern side of the state. South Dakota, the southeastern tip of the state, has had an expansion in extreme drought. Roberts County, South Dakota, also showing abnormally dry. North Dakota's dry conditions remained unchanged from the previous week, with Richland County in abnormally dry conditions. Across the Midwest, severe, extreme, and exceptional drought is worsening across many states, including portions of Nebraska, Missouri, western Iowa, and Oklahoma. In the Grand Forks, North Dakota area, Paul Spruill has seen some crop damage. No, we've been very timely on some rains here, and it's really helped some of the crops that were behind uh, to really green up and grow, and uh, actually I'm surprised how good they do look. For what they've been through. Well, we had uh, high winds as high as 71 miles an hour that came through here, but we we're lucky it did lay down some grain, but the grain was uh, still green enough that it popped back up. Late planting season in northern Minnesota means harvest will also be delayed. In the Hallock area, Eric Youngren says the crops look like they should be looking at the end of June, not the end of July. If you didn't look at the calendar, it really looks good. We've had ample moisture. We had four and a quarter inches last Tuesday, and this past Tuesday we had another three quarters to an inch. And so everything has the moisture they need, which we didn't have last year. <clears throat> and if we stayed precipitation free until after harvest, I think everybody would be pretty happy. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Minnesota Farm Bureau members know the value of their membership. Connecting farmers across the state, Farm Bureau provides a strong network and resources to support its membership and the vitality of agriculture. From leadership development to legislative advocacy and giving back to local communities, there's plenty of ways for you to plug in. Experience it for yourself. Join today at fbmn.org. Look for Minnesota Farm Bureau at FarmFest. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.